Hi everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening either to the Creative Nature podcast or to the Embodied Business podcast. And I'm sharing this episode on both of my podcasts, I guess, because I think it's relevant to my business and that kind of work, but also to my writing and my art and my ritual practice. So living without a smartphone and social media, um, I've been doing it for a while now and it comes up in conversations and people have questions and I have questions as well. So I thought for today I would kind of um, gather my thoughts and share them with you. Before I do two small announcements, I am offering the free uh, virtual business retreat this weekend. You can still sign up, link in profile. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a really good group of people. It'll be low pressure. You don't have to be on video if you don't want to be. And then uh, same actually for the grief tending session on July 31st. You can sign up for that as well. I would really love to see you there um, and have feelings together, none of which you have to share. Um, but I think that would be great. Yeah. Okay, so... <clears throat> <laughs> living without a smartphone and social media. So I want to contextualize this a little bit um, and tell you kind of what technology I'm using at the moment and also a little bit more about what my background with social media and tech is. So at the moment, I'm using a simple Nokia phone. It's kind of like a non-smart outdoor phone with actual buttons, a really small screen. Um, it can make calls and text. And the only app it really has is, is WhatsApp. So you can't really download things like, I don't know, Instagram or whatever. Um, it can access the internet, but you don't really want to use it to browse. Um, it's just not fun. If you get lost, that was something that was important to me because that's happening to me sometimes. You can open Google Maps and find your way, but it's very slow. So I think my key takeaway here is I have a phone. Um, and I also have an old iPhone 6, which usually lives in my drawer. Um, and that still works. It's totally fine. But I'm mostly using my Nokia phone. And I'll say more about that in a moment. Um, with my business, I have started it in 2015. And in the first few years, I relied on social media really heavily to build it. Um, and to grow my community and get to know people and get to know myself. And sometimes people ask me if I was starting out now, if I would still do that. And to be honest, my answer is often no. Um, although I do really appreciate that um, it's complicated, you know, and I really, I really would never judge someone for being on social media or making that a primary way to build your business or enjoy your smartphone. So this is really not what this episode is about um, at all. I'm just sharing my process and my reflections in case that's useful for you in any way. Um, and I'm also unsure. So, the, you know, this is really not like a conclusive little lecture or something. It's very much a work in progress. Um, so, yeah, that's the tech that I'm currently using. I'm not on social media anymore with my business or with myself, actually. Um, I do use Pinterest, but I uh, think of it as not social media, but a visual search engine, much like Google, but instead of words, it's, you know, picture-based, basically. Um, and yeah, everything else I've deleted. I used to be on Twitter, um, Facebook. I don't have these things anymore, uh, which is quite good for me. I <coughs> first signed up um, for Facebook as 
um, in my late teens, so I was almost 20, I think, and I immediately became a pretty heavy user, to be honest. It was a different landscape at the time. Um, I was already really wanting to be a writer, and I remember writing um, for like local magazines, um, some of which were online uh, in a very different way than they are now. Um, and I had um, MySpace, of course, and I also had a Tumblr and then a WordPress blog in my teens. And yeah, I'd been on Instagram since 2014. And again, in the beginning, I was really posting almost every day. I was connecting with a lot of people. I was learning on, a lot on there as well. I think that's something I want to say as well. I wouldn't have been on these platforms for so long if they hadn't given me a lot in some ways, right? They've also taken a lot from me, but that is a different story. In my late 20s, just before my Saturn return, I got a grant from the German government to do an MA in creative media at the University of Brighton, uh, which I'm so grateful for. It was honestly one of the best years of my life. It was also a difficult year. Um, a close family member got really ill. I went through a big breakup. Um, I found it quite hard to um, write my dissertation, which is not unusual, I know. Um, I was working a lot because I, the grant only covered the study fees, so I still had to um, make a living, basically. And so it was a lot, but it was also such a beautiful program. It sadly doesn't exist anymore, otherwise I would probably love to do it again. Um, but I uh, did media pedagogy, I did a lot of political stuff around media, um, my favorite module was Community Media for Social Change, and I wrote my dissertation on um, self-portraits, identity, access, and, uh, and queerness. Um, so it was actually, I did research on Tumblr, I interviewed people um, about that kind of stuff, about how they see themselves and construct their identities and feel a sense of belonging. And gosh, I loved doing that work so much. Um, it's really, really great, and I'm so grateful I had that time and space to think about these things. And um, and also, I think, um, okay, I'm just going to be weird and honest here, but I think I'm just living generally, and I know I'm not alone with this either, but I'm living with so much imposter syndrome. Even after all these years of like building my business and podcasting, I really never, I was never really holding this idea that I had learned stuff in this MA and that I was sharing these things now and that I also, you know, have been blogging since I was a teenager and had been wanting to be a writer for so long. Um, and I have a book, you know, like those things almost don't feel really true to me uh, or they don't feel like justified or, you know, isn't that weird? I Yeah, anyway, I talk to my friends about this all the time and I know it's not just me. Um, but it's a thing, and I think especially this past year and a half in the pandemic, not being able to experience myself in real-life relation to other people where you kind of feel your edges and you remember who you are and how you show up in conversations and how your body moves around other bodies, I think that's really kind of taken a lot of my confidence away. Um, and so I'm questioning that stuff even more. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, that was a ramble. Um, but it's just say that I'm trying to really just like, um, honor this privilege more that I had of being able to do this in May 
um, and to own that I learned great stuff about media on there and that 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 informs my practice today and the way I think about tech and social media specifically and so yeah I wanted to give that as context as well. I took my first break from social media in 2019 in the second half and I remember that summer having conversations with a business friend of mine and just saying like oh gosh you know it's it's not been like this forever like there's this whole other generation of people like um, Clarissa Pinkola-Stees for example who never had an Instagram account and still um, lots of people really appreciate her work and there's so much depth to her creativity and her thinking and I wonder if maybe that is because she's never been on social media and I don't mean in any way to compare myself to her it's a whole other ball game um, but I just felt like this longing I was like oh my god like I want I just want more peace of mind and I also felt quite strongly that there were lots of things in my life that I wanted to bring more attention to so I had just moved to Scotland from Brighton and I was starting this new chapter and I was trying to kind of root down here and think about my next steps and I was really excited about weaving and embroidery and textile art in general. I <clears throat> wanted to learn more about printmaking, I wanted to write more zines which I did and, and then at the same time I used the app um, Zenscreen and I learned from the app that I um, spend on average of 10 hours each week on Instagram and that just totally blew my mind because I yeah like I said I had this um, experience of not really having enough time for the things that I really wanted to give time to and I was also overwhelmed and I also wanted to be in this new chapter so I gave myself 10 days to prepare and I did stuff like um, you know reaching out to people that I was mainly talking to on Instagram and finding other ways of connecting um, I saved lots of pictures um, I just gave people a heads up and allowed them to sign up for my newsletter if they wanted to stay in touch all that kind of stuff it was basically like a mini exit plan I guess and then I left and it was really good my business didn't fall apart I wrote a lot of scenes in that time I became a lot slower and I wasn't missing it so much and I was definitely in the beginning still picking up my phone kind of looking for that hit and wanting to you know see how many people liked my thing and I think it took like two weeks or something and then that left that feeling was gone as well um, and I was really glad for it and of course there was uh, stuff that I missed or moments where I felt like you know is, is everyone kind of talking about something really cool and fun that I have no idea about um, but that feeling passed as well and I came back around Christmas that year 2019 because I wasn't able to travel back to Germany I had just adopted Ernie who was a tiny puppy at the time and it was just too much to travel so I stayed in Scotland and I wanted to kind of connect with people friends and loved ones um, celebrating Christmas uh, through social media so I came back and I stayed and then the pandemic hit so there was kind of this whole other reason I felt to be there in the beginning and the first few months of the pandemic I spent so much time just lying on the floor staring at my screen and like scrolling through Instagram shouting into the void together with people and I was also you know 
<clears throat> it's always both and, isn't it? Like it was meaningful in a way. It did make me feel a little bit more connected. I knew I wasn't alone with my anxiety and my fear and my dread and my questions. And that was really nice. Um, and sometimes it was just really good distraction to see people's meals and their and their pets and to just talk about stuff you know so I don't don't I, I don't really regret that at all it was what I needed at the time but I think by summer I just noticed just like in my body this really intense feeling of stuckness because I spent so much time kind of in a really weird posture staring at my screen not really moving and not really inhabiting in the world you know inhabiting space in the world I guess and that was both lockdown and like lack of physicality and touch but also my iPhone and my iPhone kind of also gave up a little bit at that time so the battery was just you know on a way out and I I wondered if I should get a new one and I kind of got also a bit stroppy or angry about how how much you're kind of hooked into Apple products and how they have a fairly short lifespan I mean that's not I mean I can't make that general statement right but in my experience I needed to replace those kinds of things way more often than I thought would be fair to do and also kind of like notice my own laziness around switching to a different system because oh you know I've got my podcasts and plays and all that kind of stuff so that I didn't want to do that um, but I also didn't want to buy another iPhone. And so I thought, well, maybe I don't actually need a smartphone. Here's a crazy idea. Um, and I really thought about it. And then I just leapt or make, made a leap. Is it leapt? I don't know. Oh, God. English is not my first language. But yeah, I found this outdoor phone, the Nokia. Uh, I think it's 800, the model. I don't know. Um, but... <clears throat> that felt pretty good um it was way way cheaper than even a secondhand iphone would have been and it did what i needed right it allowed me to make texts and calls and use whatsapp with my grandparents and um, i know whatsapp it, in terms of privacy there's better messages because you know whatever but i um really wanted to stay on whatsapp just because that was how I'm communicating with my grandparents and I didn't want to ask them to use a whole other kind of app I was just grateful that they figured that one out so um yeah so again I think it took me like a week or two of picking up this really boring phone like looking for a hit and then you know letting it go again because there was nothing really happening there I didn't even get notifications for my whatsapp messages um so that I could kind of drop deeper into focus when I was working. And I was also spending a lot of time sending voice messages back and forth with friends, which I really love and is still my favorite, one of my really top two or three uh, favorite ways of communicating with people. So that's how um, I, was, I became a, a smartphone-free person. And then um, around Christmas that year, 2020, I, um, you know, I had, you know, been in this experience then for almost half a year of not having a smartphone anymore. And I also wanted to take an Instagram break. I wanted to deactivate my account for three weeks um, over the winter solstice to, you know, just read and take more of a break because um, even without the smartphone and just using it on my browser, which I did at the time, I felt that I was very kind of intertwined with a lot of people and I was 
always available for questions and I had good conversations for sure, you know, but I just wanted to kind of step into my cocoon, I guess. Um, and by the way, um, not using a smartphone, but being on Instagram was actually totally fine. You just have to um, open it in your browser and then you kind of right click and you open the developer stuff and then you can switch to a mobile view and then you can still post. So that is my little magic trick of how I did that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I went into that break and then I realized I really was missing it. And I really asked myself if I needed to be on there, how effective it was for my business. I looked at my numbers and I don't mean numbers just in kind of in terms of turnover or whatever. It was also like how many hours a week was I again spending on there, even if it was on the browser and how many people actually checked out what I was offering. And that sounds very transactional, which I don't want it to be, right? Like I want to be in open-ended conversations where no one is asking about numbers. Um, but the reality is also that I am a human being who's running the show and I need to make a living and I only have so many hours a week that I can work. So I needed to be discerning with that, I guess, and really determine whether it was worth it or not. And I decided it wasn't. So I again went through my little exit plan um, strategy that I did um, and I left completely and I saved all my contacts and I um, also created two print books. So um, there's all kinds of apps, ironically, um, that you can use to connect your Instagram account with and then they will print uh, books, physical books and send them to your house based on your posts. Um, and it's, of course, also an option to just kind of leave and leave your profile standing there. And I didn't want to do that because it felt like like kind of like this graveyard of like, you know, my life in pictures, I guess. And I didn't want people to stumble across that and wonder what had happened to me or, you know, you never know. Like that would be a weird thing to still be around in 10 years, I found. But I wanted to have access to my pictures and my posts. So... I saved a lot of them digitally and then I um, got two books printed with what I found were kind of the most important to me posts and I sometimes look at them and think, yeah, that was a different chapter of my life, I guess. Um, isn't it interesting to think about visual culture as well and how we used to relate to pictures and how it was such a tedious process to get them developed and how we had just a few of them because it was expensive and they became real memories in our family's books and now we have these like thousands of pictures on our phones so yeah so I left and then I became a smartphone and social media free person and have been for the past half year and then on New Year's Eve a few days after making that decision I also had an accident which I have mentioned many times I'm sorry it's a broken record but it just had a big impact on me because I I was in hospital for 10 days, I broke my leg really badly, I had two complicated surgeries so far, there might be more to come, and so I'm thinking about my energy and my capacity differently, and I'm having to be a lot more creative with the resources that I do have, and that really affirmed this decision for me to not be on social media anymore. And I, I want to share also kind of my worries and my hopes in that process. So the stuff that I was worried about was losing touch with friends and not being exposed to new ideas. And the friend thing is, <clears throat> sorry, tricky. Um, I mean, in some ways, I definitely have lost touch with 
a few friends from Brighton, which I regret. And I don't think that this is just about me not having a smartphone or not being on Instagram. Um, I think it's pretty random. It's not that I don't love these people or don't want to talk to them, but I think moving away sometimes really challenges friendships. And I think there's just kind of only so many conversations that each of us can be really present to, right? And so, yeah, maybe maybe I'll um, eventually be able to travel back to Brighton and see people again. And I'm still in touch with lots of people in Brighton that I really do love. But um, yeah, a few friends, not so much. And I guess when I was still on Instagram, we maybe would have seen each other's post occasionally. And that maybe would have given us this like false sense of still being connected. And I think that's interesting in itself as well. Like, is that actually meaningful? Does it mean we're still friends because we've seen each other's posts, right? If we haven't really, really talked to each other for years. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And then the second worry was that I wouldn't be um, exposed to new ideas in the same way. And I, I really want to acknowledge that I have learned a lot of stuff on Instagram and I think sometimes these were like really digestible, really little bite-sized with visuals and that was cool. And obviously there's really big limitations to that. There's maybe not as much depth as you would find in another format, but <clears throat> I did learn stuff and I really love reading books and I really love podcasts. So those are my, I think, two main ways in which I consume media right now. And the third one is Netflix for sure and reality TV. But anyway, I love books and podcasts and I know that not everyone gets to write them or make them. And so there are voices missing in those conversations and I'm not hearing them anymore in the same way that I maybe would have on Instagram. And so that's a really worry. Um, but on the other hand, it's given me so much more headspace to actually take in the books that I'm reading and really engage with these ideas and that feels really meaningful to me as well and I'm also really excited about zines and just about DIY media culture in general so I do still feel I'm taking in really exciting new ideas and it's just a little bit different and it also has more depth in a way which is something I actually really appreciate and I think another way in which I achieve kind of being in creative dialogue with people is in, in being with other smaller communities. So I facilitate um, the Embodied Ritual community, which is part of my Patreon over at Creative Nature. And that's lovely. And it's kind of like on a sweet summer break and we'll return in September. But that is a community that I really love. And there's just a sense of connection and solidarity and that they are like-minded people in there and it feels so much less overwhelming than potentially being able to you know look into the lives of thousands of people through this little phone and I'm also really enjoying the embodied business community of course I've been running that for more than three years now and I just continuously feel really inspired and amazed by the people that show up there I love seeing and witnessing how their businesses are unfolding and I'm getting a lot of a sense of connection through that as well. And then I'm in other people's mighty networks as well. Um, some are paid, some are free and they just feel much more intentional and I also really like that I'm looking at them or engaging with people on my desktop rather than my phone because 
when I look at my desktop, I'm still aware of the space around me. I'm still in my home, in my room. I still hear the birds. I see my dogs, you know. I'm just kind of in a different sensory experience. And I think with my phone, I was often kind of really crouching down and feeling much more tense and having it right in my face. Um, because I need reading glasses so and I got them now don't worry <laughs> it was a struggle but I got that so I needed reading glasses and I just had my phone like right in my face all the time and like really was like flooding my brain with this blue light till late in the night trying to feel connected to the world and so yes you know Mighty Networks is still electronic but I at least I'm in a different physical position. I'm still in my room. I feel more present. I'm looking at the bigger screen much further away. And I also am looking around the room. So that feels really good to me. I want to talk a little bit more about my hopes in this process as well. So I was really keen to, to lengthen my attention span and to give more depth to my creative work. And I feel like both these things are true and also not as much as I had hoped, but I think that's probably more because of um, the accident I've had and how that has just taken up so much time and space and energy for me. And I had, I just needed to be present with that. I guess I had a lot of, I still have a lot of appointments and medical stuff to sort out. And so my art practice isn't, you know, isn't as deep right now as I would like it to be. But um, I think that not having a smartphone anymore and not being in social media have definitely moved that in the right direction and I'm excited to take that further as as and when I can. And when I think about the future of technology, um, there's so many thoughts. I think I am still really open to new forms of social media and I wonder what is next for that because I think social media in itself doesn't feel like completely over to me culturally, but I think that you know, especially with the documentary The Social Dilemma that came out last year, more and more people are leaving or asking questions and demanding better, basically. You know, we want more privacy, more spaces that actually work for us, less ads. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much more that I could say there and we'll each have our own answers to that. But I do see in the corner of my eyes new platforms popping up I'm seeing a lot of audio-based stuff, which is exciting to me. Like, um, I think it's called Clubhouse. I've been invited to something called Aldea. I know for myself, and I'm really, like, as a media form, I'm very committed to audio and podcasting because I love being in conversations with people, doing interviews and recording them, sharing that. I also love hitting re record and just um, speaking into the microphone like this. And so that's something I always want to do. But I'm open to new and different ways of maybe sharing audio content online. I found a way to automatically upload my podcast to YouTube, for example, which is cool. Um, I know that quite a few people listen to podcasts on YouTube, which confuses me. But, you know, if you want to do that, cool. I want to make that available to you. Um, so that's interesting. And then, yeah, those audio platforms might be another way to find new audio producers also that I want to follow and share my own work um, and I'm curious how that's going to play out. I'm also to be honest a bit nostalgic about Tumblr at the moment so Tumblr was really big for me personally and I think also in the world 
in um around the time I wrote my dissertation actually so from like 2012 to 2015 I think I was on that almost every day and it was like a diary I was making uh, written entries but also sharing pictures and then also resharing a lot and I think yeah I mean oh god wow <laughs> feelings I um I sort of was queer thinking about myself as queer as a teenager but I really only really embodied that or came out but not really I mean this is a different story anyway in my um early to mid-20s and Tumblr was a big part I think for me in exploring identity and meeting other like-minded people and also having queer community that wasn't local like I really needed both I needed to meet real life friends um, but I also needed to be online on Tumblr and I was using Tumblr on my computer as well not on my phone I feel like that is relevant and it was just yeah like I was writing poetry and sharing that on there and it was just yeah I think we were all just so excited and I was just admiring my friends so much I really loved my friends blogs as well they were like I don't know my like maybe 10 other accounts that I was just following religiously and we all hyped each other up and it was a really sweet and supportive environment in some way and it had shadow side for, sides for sure like I remember that breakup that I had in 2014 and how I passively aggressively shared stuff on there and now I'm just like cringing and super happy that no one can see that anymore <laughs> but that was just yeah that was just the time that was what we did you know and I kind of missed that format because it allowed so much creativity and so much mutual support um, and that was cool and I know it's been bored by big tech companies twice since then and I think many people are really disillusioned about it um, and I don't know you know like I don't know um, where that's all gonna go I still think there's amazing people on Tumblr I'm happy that I held on to my account I'm not using it at the moment. I sort of wish, I think, if I'm thinking about my ideal future, <laughs> would be like Tumblr going into collective ownership and each of us maybe paying like a dollar or two a month so that I can that I can stay um, ad-free and no one has to sell our data and we'll just all happily ever after share each other's stuff. Like that would be really cool. Um, but that might not be what happens and maybe something else will come in its place that has a different or a similar functionality and that would be cool. So yeah, like I said, I'm really open to seeing how that's going to play out. Um, and I think the reason also that I wanted to mention is like why I recorded this episode this week. Um, firstly, I my phone uh, provider con contacted me and was like, hey, your contract is running out do you want to renew and get an iPhone? And I really sat with it for a moment because I sometimes need my old iPhone, which is a 6, but it still works somehow okay, um, to kind of, you know, do, do a mobile check on the websites that I make um, and, uh, you know, do the do odd thing for in, in my, as part of my work, but not on social media. This kind of feels good to have it in a drawer. Um, but also the battery is dying. Um, but I, yeah, like decided it's way too expensive. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. I don't want another iPhone. And the second reason is that I have used my iPhone again in the last three weeks because I um, had surgery again. And after that, I think I was taking some time off. And so there wasn't so much work that was needing to, 
avoid being distracted from and I also wanted to be in touch more with my family in Germany and like send pictures of my cast and stuff so I took it out of the drawer and so I then the last three weeks have been kind of like pulled back into that experience and I really have to say it wasn't good for me I think it wasn't good for my recovery it pulled me into some really strange rabbit holes of like just having feelings one evening last week as you do had feelings and I spent an hour and a half on Instagram just scrolling and reading and exploring areas I guess or like social corners that I'm not usually part of I'm feeling really like shocked and scared and like falling into yeah this this rabbit hole and and getting up to brush my teeth and like just feeling my body and be like wow like what was that what just happened to me this is weird um and again it doesn't have to be that way you can use Instagram so much more intentionally and beautifully and but I didn't do that and I think I'm just generally not very good with moderation sometimes so for me it would be best to just put that phone away again and go back to my silly old Nokia phone um yeah just looking at my notes was there anything else that I wanted to share mm, I think that's it I think yeah a question I have is I would love to make more visual art I really loved printmaking I really loved sending prints to people last year and I love to do more textile work and I guess I'm not really certain yet how I'm going to share that because that is something that Instagram has really been good for um, to share visual work with people and get them excited about it and I guess we'll see but that's really not a reason good enough for me to come back and so yeah here we are I um I hope my ramble has been interesting and maybe given you some food for thought um again if you want to stay I think that's totally cool and I think we should just all do what feels right at this time it's been an incredibly difficult year and so whatever brings you comfort is great um but in case you're wondering how it's going for me I hope this has been helpful um thank you so much for listening and if you enjoy the podcast please leave a review DIY media that's really important it helps more people find it and I would be so grateful. So thank you so much.